Inside a rough and ruthless newsroom, thousands of stories fight for the spotlight. Only a few survive past their 15 minutes of fame. So what makes for a good headline and what makes for a buried byline? Join us, two former TV news producers, as we dig up stories that never got the recognition or justice they deserve. I'm Mallory Wilson. I'm Megan DeLucine. And this is Buried Bylines. Well, it's the new year. I don't know if it's new me. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) However, um, this is the first time god i don't even know in a minute since we've like i'm sitting next to you it's weird i honestly think we should do this i know but our schedules don't like always line up to not do it over zoom right so So we'll see i mean i think it's fun oh it's weird looking at your eyes okay (laughs) the the reason why we can't do it in person is because i get so distracted by you and then we like start talking about random shit and (laughs) so we're gonna pump the brakes on our fun because today's case is infuriating as fuck Mm -hmm. just warning you off the top i don't know anything about it um but yeah i kind of figured we'd come in hot (laughs) starting off the new year right yeah fucking mad so there's gonna be a lot of cursing well we can't scream because there's a sleep yeah we can't he's fine like I said, we took him to a New Year's party and there were children screaming and like uh, they had the New Year's like program on the TV at like Blair <laughs> program um, blaring and he was just asleep through the whole thing. Did he sleep at the bowling alley? Yes. Okay, then he could probably but sleep. As soon- no, but as soon as I put him in the fucking crib, he's awake. Oh, he's a Velcro baby. I'm stalling because this sucks. Okay. <sighs> We start our story in Anchorage, Alaska. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A woman named Nancy Furlow woke up at 1 a.m. on December 4th, 2017 to a phone call. She told the Daily Beast a woman with, quote, a very cold voice told her there were two police officers at her front door. Oh, never good. I want to note that a lot of the information you'll hear today is from the Daily Beast. It's an article. It was written by Matthew Murphy. I won't tell you the title yet. Okay. But we'll get back to it. Okay. So Nancy told the Daily Beast, quote, you know, if two police officers are outside your home at that time, it isn't good. She was right. Those officers were there because of what happened to 20-year-old Brandon Christopher Erlmeyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right, because I looked it up. Okay. I watched some local TV oh. um, spots out of Anchorage. There's probably only one, right? I haven't even thought about the news market. I think in there's just one broadcast. We'll have in to look Anchorage? it up. We'll have to look it up. I'm gonna look it okay, up. Right okay, okay, okay. Yes. So Brandon Christopher Erlmeyer. Nancy had raised Brandon like her own son since he was born. She was his biological grandmother. I couldn't really find the details of why she was caring for him, but he called her G Mom. She said he was an energetic child who loved the outdoors. Quote, he climbed mountains. He would slide down cliffs, go up rivers. All the things that I actively do not do. (laughs) Correct. He could smell a bear a quarter of a mile away and tell which direction it was going. (laughs) Which I would. He'd come in handy in a horror movie. Right. And I would definitely use that as my two truths and a lie. (laughs) 
with an icebreaker. I ice smell a bear a mile away. <laughs> I'm not sure what a bear smells like, but it's probably not great. <laughs> oh, uh, no. But it just seems like he loved the outdoors and like, which is perfect for living in Alaska. It would be cool to visit. I don't think I'd want to live there. But the officers told Nancy that Brandon had been shot. She told the Daily Beast she immediately wondered which indigenous hospital he'd been taken to when they broke the news to her, but Brandon did not make it. He had been severely beaten and strangled before he was shot near 6th Avenue and Oklahoma Street on that cold winter night. He was pronounced dead on December 3rd at 9.43 p.m. He was just shy of his 21st birthday. Oh, I know. He's a baby. It's very sad. And here's the first of the 675,000 reasons why I'm pissed off. Okay. After they told Nancy what happened and she picked herself off the ground, she told police she wanted to go get his body. And do you want to hear what they said to her? I'm guessing they said no. They said the body was evidence. Like, just like that. Like, the body is evidence. The body. Well, that's fair. Why no? But, like, she said they kept talking about him like he was nothing. Like, they weren't, like, Brandon There was no sensitivity training around, like, how to talk. No, no, no. It was just, like, the body is evidence. It's evidence. And she's, like, he, Brandon. Brandon was diagnosed with ADHD as a kid. Nancy said he turned to drugs as he got older because they helped with his symptoms, which fair. He was set to check into a rehab facility in two weeks before he was killed. And we've said this over and over and over, just because someone is struggling with addiction or participates in sex work or suffers from mental illness does not mean that their case or crimes against them are less worthy than other people's. And I don't know how many times we have to fucking say that for (laughs) people to understand that. Like, I do have an update on the news markets because I feel like it provides good context, at least between you and I, yes. of like what and towards it's the end, like yeah, okay. So I'm pretty sure we talked about this before, but there are 210 news markets or cities in America that have news stations. Okay, I'm like learning this. <laughs> Because I never paid attention to that shit. Well, you just like went to Indy and stayed in Indy. I did. I was like, okay. Yeah. The markets are based off of population, Mm -hmm. which I feel like we have talked about this, but this is a good refresher. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I don't think we went into depth. The number one news market in America is New York, followed by Los Angeles and then Chicago. So like the really, really big cities So the bigger the city, the smaller the news market, okay? Yes. It appears there are three or four news markets in Alaska, which is not shocking because it's a big-ass state, Mm -hmm. but Juneau, Alaska- Oh, yeah. Is market- That's the capital, isn't it? I think so. I don't know. (laughs) No. Well- Okay, so Juno is the capital. Okay, good. Good job. <laughs> I got I second guess myself for a second. But yeah, so out of 210, so like think 210 is the smallest market in the country. Juno is 207. Oh shit. So and then Fairbanks is 202. That's in Alaska. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then Anchorage is 146 so it's a little bit bigger it's probably their biggest right market okay that makes sense Um, because a lot of the coverage of this was anchorage yeah based 
And that's also because it did happen in Anchorage. But all right. Well, now we know there's now you know. Here's where I tell you the article title. Uh, It's quote, Alaska Native Man's Unsolved Murder Part of Epidemic. So the author uses what happened to Brandon and his case to address a major issue. The header of the article reads, Brandon Erlmeyer's death is just one of 4,200 cases involving missing and murdered Alaska Natives that have gone unsolved and been largely ignored. So again, this is minorities not getting resources that they deserve. Um, And Nancy actually said it best herself, quote, Brandon's case has always been at the bottom of the detective's pile. And that quote, I think if he was a young white girl, he would have received a lot more attention. Probably, unfortunately. That's one of the reasons we started this podcast. (laughs) Nancy told the Daily Beast she thinks Brandon was attempting to help another addict and it got him killed. She did not really elaborate. She believes uh, it was a young man. He was trying to help get back into recovery, but that man won't talk to police. He said Brandon came out voluntarily that night. The two were last seen riding on a bike together. Blanket baby sound. Apology. (laughs) For the the duration of this podcast I'm going to make you edit this one. I can. I can. (laughs) That's fine. Nancy said Brandon only meant to be out for half an hour, but he never came back. According to the Anchorage Daily News, police were originally called out to the scene in response to reports of two men with guns in the area. The Daily Beast obtained an initial police report stating that authorities were looking for three suspects, all males in their late teens or early 20s. They were caught on CCTV near the area where Brandon was killed. Two of them were wearing backpacks. One of them had red high tops on. (sighs) Try again. Try again. Yep. This Um, is like six hours after when we originally started recording yeah so if it sounds weird um my son was not being cooperative for our in-person recording so here we are six hours later for the second half of this I tried really hard to hold him and love him and he wanted no part of it he to be fair he's very fussy we think he has reflux so that's just a bad belly we're going to ask the pediatrician about it. Oh, poor buddy. Yeah. Poor buddy. But back to our story. Not a lot to go on, which kind of sucks. So I do feel for the police in that regard. And it seems like if drugs were involved, nobody's going to talk. That makes it hard to solve a case. The preliminary investigation found there was a group of people in the area that got into some sort of altercation, and at some point Brandon was shot. I didn't see where it mentioned the number of people or who had the gun or what, but first responders found two men at the bottom of a stairwell. One of them was Brandon. Four months later, Anchorage police released an update saying they'd taken a then 21-year-old named Orion Lind into custody after questioning him about the shooting. So it wasn't super clear in the Daily Beast article, but I think Orion was the second man at the bottom of the stairs. That's just what I think. Feels very domestic though. Like it seems like they kind of know who's yeah, who the players are. Yes, it seems it seems like they know who's involved, but just can't prove it. But Orion was arrested on an unrelated warrant. And that is the very last update I have on Brandon's case. That was in 2017. The case is still in the same spot it is now that it was six years ago. 
So to this day, no charges have been brought in Brandon's murder. And I know I'm not trying to slam police. I really am not. I'm just looking at statistics here. So the Daily Beast article put all of these facts together and the numbers are almost unbelievable. So according to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, there are over 4,200 cases involving missing and murdered Alaska natives that have gone unsolved. Now, this article is from 2021. It's now 2024. So I can only assume that number's higher. But that's just like indigenous people in Alaska. That's in not even Alaska. That's yes. not even indigenous people like in the US. Nationwide. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And actually it is higher because America sucks and <laughs> a lot of crimes against people in that demographic are underreported anyway. And we yeah. haven't historically collected data for that demographic. Like there hasn't always been an Alaska native option on forms and there still isn't. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Um, what we do know is that American Indian or Alaska native victims are disproportionately overrepresented in homicides. So according to a new report from the Alaska Department of Health, between the five-year spans of 2011 to 2015 and 2016 through 2020, Alaska saw a 44% jump in homicides. The Matsu saw the largest jump in violent deaths at more than 70%. And I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly. And this Did they have on... any, like, cause or what, like, riled know. up this? I mean, almost 50% and then above 50% is crazy. I know. I don't know. I mean, I think, one, it's what we've talked about before, right? Cases involving minorities tend to not get the same amount of attention as other cases. It's just how it is. And it could be just Alaska so rural and, like, wild that I don't know. I feel like Alaska is one of those states that people don't know really anything about it. Right. And I think I read somewhere where a lot of people go there to like get away from stuff like fugitives. Oh, I don't know if that's true. (laughs) I thought you were meant like, like a beautiful, like escape. I'm like, yes, I do know people who like to like go on Alaskan cruises or go visit Alaska, but (laughs) No, this is not my mom and dad going on a trip and my dad proposing to my mom. This is like, yeah, murder. Escaping. (laughs) Jesus. Reddit. Are there really people who flee to Alaska to evade the law? How does that evade the law? I mean, Alaska is still part of the U.S. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like, I mean, people in Ohio that come to Indiana, they get lost in the shuffle. So I can't imagine like, sure. (laughs) Like, well, I guess it makes sense. It's so far away from everything else that what are the chances that if you're from Florida and you escape and make it to Alaska, somebody's going to recognize you. Who's going to recognize you and who's tracking you? Yeah. It's, I, I think so. Do you want to know the top answer on the Reddit question? What? Nice try, FBI. I'm not giving myself up. <laughs> but also with Alaska, if you're driving, you have to go through Canada. Yes, you have to go through Canada. But So I if you, you have can't. a warrant out for your arrest, unless you have a fake identity, you're not going to be escaping through Canada right. to get to, to drive to Alaska. And you also need an ID to get on a plane. I guess the best, you might be able to take like a ferry, like drive to Seattle and then take a ferry to Alaska or something. 
Yeah, so there's multiple modes of transportation. It's just complicated, so I can see how people get lost if that's what people do. I assume, I mean, now I'm like, if I commit a crime, I'm going to Alaska. Yeah, if I wanted to drive to Alaska from Indiana, first of all, it would take like a week, but yeah, let's see. Where do you want to go? This is Anchorage. Mm -hmm. If I drove, God, Apple Maps is really letting me down. If, If I drove straight through, it would take two days and 13 hours. My path would be from Indianapolis up through like Chicago, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, and then you'd go through like, I mean, more than half, almost all of your trip would be through Canada before you right. ended up in Alaska. Yeah, that's that's a lot. So it could be that, it could be a number of reasons, but Anchorage and the Southwest region of Alaska both saw increases of over 50%. And the report shows that more men than women were victims of homicide from 2011 to 2020. Which that's is kind of super crazy. interesting. Yeah, that's a weird statistic. Yeah. And according to a multi-year study by the Alaska Anchorage Justice Information Center, Alaska natives account for 16% of the state population, but they account for over 30.5% of homicide victims in Alaska. Wow. That's fucking crazy. What are the crime rates just in general even like in Alaska? Like, do oh. they have a lot of crime? I don't know. I feel like not a lot goes on there, but I feel like a lot goes on, but there's not enough resources to like, or like, maybe we just don't know about it. Right. In 2022, there were 70 violent crimes. Okay. So wait, Alaska public media, this article was published in October of 2023. The headline latest Alaska crime report shows a 67% increase in murders and a slight overall decrease in crime. Yeah. Sorry, I misspoke. There were 70 homicides, not 70 violent. I was like, 70 crimes? Yeah, 70 homicides. Are you kidding? We have, like, in Indianapolis alone, we have, like, over 100 homicides we've been recording for the past, like, four or five years. Right. (laughs) 200. Sorry. My husband, the news producer, just told me 200. Great. So, compared to where we live, it's pretty... Not as but dramatic. Spread out. It's not super populated either. Yeah. So you got to kind of take that into account too. Yes, for sure. I don't know. But this episode okay. is just a full lesson on the state of Alaska. And I'm right. not against it. I'm really, <laughs> I'm learning a lot and I am here for it. Alaska doesn't get the attention it deserves. No, it sure doesn't. It really doesn't. It's beautiful and mysterious as we've learned. Any state that has a moose, I am here for. Correct. Like Jake just Correct. came out and he was like, we need to go. He's like, yeah. Honestly, he's like, so that 60-hour car ride doesn't sound that bad. Hey, you could fly to Canada and Six- skip all that. Expensive. You're not on the run that I know no, of. No, you're right. I'm not on the run. I can do whatever <laughs> I damn drive. well please. You can go through TSA. <laughs> According to the CDC, the homicide rate in Alaska was three times higher in Alaska Natives and American Indian males than in females. That is crazy. But, caveat, it's important to note that it's widely known crimes against Indigenous women are vastly underreported. Oh, I'm sure. So that could be, I don't know. There's just a lot of, I'm giving you a lot of stuff here. Last one. 
The CDC found that the murder rate is 10 times higher than the national average for women living on reservations, with homicide being the third leading cause of death for Native women. So we're seeing this in both genders and along the same ethnic lines. So obviously something is fucking happening in Alaska. I don't know. Something's going on. Something's in the water. Do you think this is one of those cases, though, that to me, it seems like it's not getting a lot of attention because there's no there's not really a call for action. Like, it seems like they know the circle of people that they're looking for, the circle of people that would have the information that they need. Yeah. And that's which is tough. Yeah, it doesn't make it any less frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. It is it is tough, but that doesn't mean that you stop pushing for answers. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, for sure. I feel like, at least from Nancy's perspective and what she's talked about, because the police aren't saying shit, but to Nancy, it seems like they've just stopped working on the case mm-hmm. at this point. But Nancy does want us to remember that Brandon is more than just a statistic. I know I gave you a bunch. Like I said, there are approximately 4,200 missing and murdered American Indian and Alaska Native cases in Alaska that are unsolved today. And that is unacceptable. Yeah, that completely boggles my mind. Yeah, unacceptable. According to the Alaska News Source, she tries to keep his memory alive by telling people about him. And get ready to cry because I was like... You're just like hyper emotional pregnancy post baby like it's so sad though okay in the Alaska news source article she tells a story about when Brandon was little she said he couldn't understand why trees lost their leaves um and she said she would look outside sometimes and catch him trying to put the leaves back onto the trees that's so sweet I know. And she said that was just one example of his protective soul. Um, According to his obituary, those who knew Brandon will remember him for his quick wit, unique personality, and as a kind, gentle, and caring person. Brandon loved making people laugh and was always cracking jokes. He was loved by many. His obituary stated he loved music and the outdoors. He spent his time hiking, camping, and fishing. The obituary said Eminem was his favorite rapper. And to that I say, Mom Spaghetti. (laughs) For sure. Palms are sweaty. Can't go wrong. Brandon spent his time volunteering to help homeless children. God. He actually saved his lunches to give to the homeless men, women, and children he passed on his way home from school. So this is just a fucking nice guy. Like, So sweet. Yes. And I mentioned Brandon struggled with addiction later in life. He was trying to get better. He enrolled in a drug recovery program shortly before his death. And he'd been in other programs before where Nancy said he touched the lives of many. One man told Brandon's aunt that Brandon saved him from suicide and that he is actually alive today because of Brandon's talks with him. And shortly before he died, Brandon actually got an award for being a positive role model to others in that program. Mm. I know. I know earlier a- we said that like when we were talking about the epidemic or whatever, I had asked mm-hmm. like drugs, whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. do they think drugs have anything to do with I would assume. I mean, Nancy said she thinks that and this is just according to Nancy, because police have not released anything at all. She said Brandon was trying to help another addicted friend. Got it. So I don't know if like He got caught up in something. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, just my opinion. Allegedly, drugs, probably a big 
player here. Mm -hmm. But there is a memorial in Brandon's honor at the steps where he died. Every year, his loved ones visit it to remember him. Nancy was quoted in the Anchorage Daily News on the fourth anniversary of his death, saying to him, quote, we're going to keep working hard to bring attention to your case so that those responsible for killing you are brought to justice. She went on to say, we know you deserve that much. Nancy says the memorial has been vandalized over 50 times. That's um, ridiculous. Yeah, she said in at least one incident, there was a bullet in some of the flowers. Vandals have ripped down wreaths, doused the memorial in fire accelerants, and ripped up pictures. Nancy believes those responsible for his death are to blame. But Nancy's a badass bitch who doesn't take anything laying down. She said, fuck them vandals, and put up a steel cross at the <laughs> memorial. She welded it herself into the... So that the vandals can't steps. fuck with it. Amazing. Oh my gosh. At the time of the article, police shared little details about the case, saying it's an ongoing investigation. Nancy said the police told her that Brandon's case is a cold case. Not saying that it is, that's just what she said, that police told her. The Anchorage Police Department told the Daily Beast that his case is, quote, still open and an active investigation. And as a result, they were not able to, quote, share any additional details at this time. Anyone with information about Brandon's case is asked to call police dispatch at 907-786-8900 or leave an anonymous tip at Anchorage Crime Stoppers at 907-561-STOP. And as far as why this story didn't gain traction in the media, we kind of talked about it, but I think the biggest reason is Brandon is an Alaska native. He's a minority and crimes against minorities are often forgotten about and usually not even covered at all. Sometimes um, another big reason is the fact that it's just such a small market. Like, yeah, I'm actually curious now, you know, although I'm not in TV anymore, I still have that like thing in me where like whenever I go to a new city or if I'm, you know, staying in a hotel or I'm visiting somewhere, I always have the urge to turn on the news and just see what it's like there oh god you really are a newsy dude <laughs> i know like, i still do that no i still do that um no matter where i am i always wow. like flip through the news just to see what it's like i get sick of it pretty fast but mm-hmm. I, I i am interested it is interesting i would be very interested to see what a newscast in alaska is like yeah the types of things that they cover just the different yeah. mar- the the three different markets that we talked about, like how they vary. Um, yeah. I'm sure it's but, a lot of like Watertown nature, yeah. fishermen. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Stuff like that. But like we said, there's over 4,000 cases of missing and murdered indigenous people. Like we talk about how Indianapolis gets tired of deadly shootings. Yeah. It's just it happens so frequently that unfortunately local news won't pick it up. Mm-hmm. But things I would think that would bring this story into the media is the fact that Brandon was beaten and strangled before he was shot. And it's unsolved. The police did say it was an isolated incident, but the person or people responsible are still out there. And if drugs are involved, like this is in their community. One of the biggest hooks that I think I would have grabbed is uh, his memorial keeps getting vandalized like over 50 times. Right. Uh Speaking of media, if you type in Brandon's name into Google and click the news tab, four results show up and two of them have nothing to do with Brandon or the case. I hate that shit. Yeah. Wow. If you you really put in some work with newspapers.com. Hold on. 
hold on. If you Google it and don't click the news, there's more. there's like 20, maybe. Okay. Still not a Still. lot. The Daily Beast article was very helpful, I will say. <laughs> um, but it was covered locally right when it happened. And again, a few years later, when Alaska News Source talked to Nancy, but that's about it. The Associated Press reran a local story about police seeking a person of interest, but it was basically word for word like that local story because the AP does that on the wire or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was picked up by a few one-off media outlets. But the story, like the case, seems to have gone cold. But I will say props to Matthew Murphy, the journalist with the Daily Beast, for bringing light to Brandon's case and also highlighting the issue that there are thousands of homicide cases and missing persons cases involving Alaskan natives that are unsolved and seemingly being ignored yeah buried by lines for real yeah <sighs> well we got through that half a lot quicker than the first half yeah it's a lot easier when well okay it's a lot easier when we are not just staring at each other and diddly daddling <laughs> getting distracted and also when there's a uh, Fussy baby who yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to sleep but is fighting sleep. <laughs> wants to sleep on his mom and that's it. <laughs> Literally, it was like, I was like, oh, I'll hold him when you talk. And he was like, I have to see my mom and also be held by her. Sorry. Sorry, I need to smell her. It's just <laughs> a thing. It's just a thing. Don't worry about it. Hopefully that gets better. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm I'm ready for your fun fact because that was depressing. Yeah, well, I'm gr- I'm really glad that I screenshotted this at... <laughs> You'd have to find it again. <laughs> I screenshotted this six hours ago or else I wouldn't have been able to find it. But did you know there's only one letter that doesn't appear in any U.S. state name? Is it Z? No. What has a Z? Am I stupid? Don't think about, like, the letter that this state starts with. But just, oh, like, in the name of... Oh, Arizona. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. What is it? So there's a Z in Arizona. Yeah. And there's a J in New, in New Jersey. There's even, like, two X's for New Mexico and Texas. Oh. But not a single state has the letter Q in it. Wow. We need to remedy this. Those are my fun facts. Those are the type of fun facts I find. <laughs> Mine are about farts. And animals. <laughs> and animals. Um, let's name it Qualaska. Qualaska. Well, <laughs> I don't want to take Alaska's name away from it. That's true, that's true. It's still in there. There's just cute on the front. Doesn't Alaska start the state name song? Oh, I never learned the song, but we had to learn the states in their No, capitals. it's Alab- Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas. Second. Alaska can't have anything. They can't can't have anything, damn it. (laughs) But I do want to go on an Alaskan cruise. I do, too. That would be really fun. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) As former journalists, we like to give credit where credit is due. For this case, I got my information from Alaska News Source, The Daily Beast, Legacy Alaska, Anchorage Crime Stoppers, The Bureau of Indian Affairs, I think I there are more in the story they're all linked at the at the bottom at the bottom of our post okay well no need for me to speak uh no I'm sorry <laughs> you Do can it. find all that 
information that Megan just tried to talk about in our show notes. Fuck. Thanks for sticking through. I This is not a good sign for how the year is going to go no, if this is our great. first episode of 2024. I think it's our best episode we've ever done. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Off the reels. I think it's because I have wine. Oh, now you're drinking wine? <laughs>